Hi, welcome to the Supply Chain Management with GDP podcast, where we discuss industry best practices, current affairs, effective leadership, and the latest innovations in the world of supply chain. Aimed at explaining the concepts of supply chain in the leanest way possible, comes one of the most efficient and quickest shows where you will listen to interviews with various subject matter experts in the supply chain domain. So let's just get right into it. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Supply Chain Management GDP. Today with me, I have Prathamesh Zurle, who is a very experienced supply chain manager coming in with a wide experience in terms of supply chain. Also a good friend of mine who I met during my first semester in my university when I was doing my master's, as well as someone I constantly look up to in terms of understanding supply chain. So let me give this stage to Prathamesh and let him introduce himself. Hello, everyone. Thanks again for such a kind introduction. I would call Gagan just a f- friend because I'm not something he can look up to. But thanks for the kindness. Hi, I'm, I've been working in supply chain for last four years. I have my undergrad education in manufacturing. Worked for a little while in manufacturing and then shipping industry. The US being the land of opportunities, I decided to pursue master's in the US. Northeastern being the best option, I chose that and completed my master's in industry engineering with a major in supply chain management and data analytics last December. Right now I'm working as a global supply manager with Amazon Web Services. Talking about supply chain, why did you decide to pursue your career in supply chain? Fantastic. That's a good question. My reason of choosing supply chain as a career, because I come from a manufacturing background. And when I started working, I saw that people are working in such a way that that is uh, in supply chain technology that is called throwing over the walls. They're working in silhouette departments. There are few people in the industry that look at the supply chain as end-to-end supply chain. Working in silhouette and isolated functions does not help improve the total cost of the supply chain, as well as the efficiency and performance. That inspired me to develop a career in supply chain management. I always looked up to Amazon as a fantastic supply chain, the way they have developed and uh, making supply chain a competitive advantage uh, will be the best thing for the future of supply chains. That's why I chose supply chain as uh, my career. Sounds like you've done your research well. When you were at Northeastern, you did your first co-op or internship at UniFirst. Now you're doing your full-time at Amazon. What are the key differences between a FANG or other supply chain leaders such as Walmart and UPS and the rest of the companies? Well, I would say every supply chain is different. Unifirst is a garment servicing industry, so that supply chain is different. If you look at e-commerce supply chain, that's different. Uh, Maybe healthcare supply chain is still yet different and product-based companies have a different supply chain working for them. I'm not knowledgeable enough to make an apple-to-apple comparison with them, but I would explain my part. Unifirst was a great learning experience for me. I worked on end-to-end process mapping of companies' manufacturing activities uh, in Mexico. So that's a different thing, it, a learning experience. I chose Fang, especially the Amazon. It's, Amazon is an ideal place for supply chain professionals because the amount of opportunities they present to budding supply chain professionals. And opportunities, as all of us know, hold a key to bigger future success. So that was the reason I chose Amazon or I was targeting other companies while I was on job hunt for landing a job opportunity into. The other reason is the companies like Amazon 
uh, Walmart and UPS per se, as you mentioned, they hold the work, they hold the potential to grow exponentially into the future. By this, I mean, they're doing the work of future right now. So one can look up to these companies providing the plethora of opportunities to grow as a professional. Makes sense. Since you mentioned earlier that you have four plus years of work experience in the supply chain world, did coming into your master's at Northeastern University help in terms of growing professionally and personally? It of course did. To the minimum, I learned what not to do in my career uh, instead of what to do. So it gave me a laser sharp focus on what courses should I choose? How should I look at the master's program? How to be shrewd and look at the program as completely written on investment thing, I should be able to get the most out of it coming to the US and leaving my home country. Uh, spending a ton of money on this should be worth of an experience. So this whole perspective of the industry, how dynamics change, how companies work, that helped me to, uh, choose my courses, develop professionally, join communities on and off campus. That was a big pillar in my decision making during master's program. You must have seen a lot of MS students during your time at Northeastern come in, search for jobs, and also maybe struggle along the way. What common flaws do you see in these students, especially for those who are trying to get into the supply chain domain? I won't say a flaw because everyone has their own journey and uh, way to participate in the dynamics. Uh, the answer lies in one of the questions that you said, why supply chain? If Anybody has found their own answer about why supply chain, it's easier for them to target such. Some people are especially interested in pharmaceutical supply chains, so they can target over it. Having a laser sharp focus on what you want to do, you may not have the answer on day one, but uh, the attitude and a strong urge to find that answer is what is important. I would look at uh, the whole MS program and I will give my two cents as to perceive the whole program as a learning experience. Rather than landing into a job to grow as a professional uh, is more important. It is beyond just passing the courses and completing uh, the targeted credits. This might include extra and co-curricular activities, engaging in professional societies or anything else. So this would be my generic piece of advice to everyone. I think everyone is artistic enough to make the best out of it. Makes sense. Saying that you started your full-time role at Amazon and you started at a contract position. So what would you say is the difference between a contract position and a full-time hire? Yes. Initially, I was hired uh, into a pool of managers uh, that are likely to be full-time hired in coming six months. So when Amazon interviews for candidates, if one goes through all the processes and still is not fit for the particular role, they don't discard the candidate. So there's a difference that the candidate is not fit for the role, but he's a good contribution to the company. So that's why I was waiting in a pool of managers ready to be hired. This pool holds good for next six months. Meanwhile, I received another opportunity within Amazon as a contract and Amazon still being my dream company. I saw no reason in not accepting it. The difference in a contract and full-time role is that the employee is not on the payroll of the client. The actual is employer is some different business entity. But if the client that is Amazon is a famous name, there are no chances of any foul play. So one can just go for it. I don't think there's any reason of not choosing a contract role. Same and similar opportunities are being presented to you. So if the client, again, the advice is if the client like Amazon is bigger, there can be some other clients from Walmart hires contract they might be hiring. Google does. So if one sees an opportunity as a contract employee in such a giant firm, just go for it would be my advice. 
I think a lot of, especially pro- young professionals who are trying to get into the industry, struggle with hey whether a contract position would be safe to go into or not. So just uh, getting into that crux whether it's okay to get in and then there are chances of getting into a full time position in that company does help them look at that perspective. Of course, it does. A foot in the door is more important. Yep. Now that we spoke about how you got into Amazon and now you're doing your full time. there comes a time in all professionals life where we like you know just relax and let go and just be comfortable in our jobs what would you suggest to our listeners that how do you grow professionally in the supply chain world moving forward especially after you get your full time and you just settle and relax and thanks for the question again i think the secret sauce or the mantra for a successful career or growing in any company is doing more than you have been asked to do for There's a famous quote that the one who gets more done than what he's paid for will soon be paid more than what he does. Having said that, I think growing your network inside the company, understanding the business end to end, being available to the senior leadership about what you can do for the company, putting your creative minds at workplace is more important for a successful career. This is beyond your everyday responsibilities and the projects that you are working for. to be an active and energetic employee a good person uh, and a colleague to work with a fantastic team player as well as a team leader when necessary is an ideal qualities of a good professional that i would say and i'm trying to work on them every day with me so in terms of supply chain looking at a perspective where we've had the global pandemic over the last 2 years and supply chain has been one of the industry which has been impacted the most where do you see this going as we grow towards the future speaking supply chain wise pandemic did not just break the supply chains it actually showed us uh, the faulty supply chains so the supply chains that we were relying upon for so long may not work for us in the future and pandemic just showed us that a resilient supply chain is going to be the answer for the whole supply chains coming in future this includes manufacturing away from single source suppliers a good transportation systems we just saw the suez canal scenario depending on a single passage of water can be so devastating on global supply chains so talking about effects of pandemic on supply chain i think supply chains uh, need to be more and more resilient more and more uh, eco friendly with minimum uh, devastation effects on the environment so these are some of the things that future holds for supply chains Yep I think diversification in terms of just as simple as your suppliers is very important so that like if one place stops supplying you the raw materials that you require you have another place to source it from so I think you touched upon a very key point in terms of resilience for supply chain thank you so much for your time prathamesh i think we got a lot of insight into how to grow as a professional in the supply chain world and you touched upon a lot of other topics especially like how do you make the best out of your experiences at northeastern so thank you so much for taking your time out today thanks a lot gagan for this opportunity you are doing a great job the pleasure is all mine in speaking to my peers and i think everyone uh, will make a fantastic career all the best everybody thank you and uh, thank you so much for all the listeners for tuning in for another episode of supply chain management with gdp we'll be back with another guest next week stay tuned and good night